Hey, hey, everyone, it's your girl Nayo, and I'm back with yet another Monday Night Reflection in parentheses rant, but this one is more of an actual reflection here. <laughs> um, the topic for today is exploring self-shame, and I the, the thought came to me literally this morning, and it wasn't that I was shaming myself, but... I just like was I'm, I've been going through pretty much like the 2019 wrap up, you know, every year you're kind of just like, let's explore 2019. What did we learn? What do we want to let go of before the end of the year? And what are our goals for 2020? So I've been doing this for the past couple, past week or so, especially during the full moon, which I am working on a blog post, which will be released very soon, um, talking about my experience with the full moon and the process of letting go and what I've been doing to actually be sure that I let go of everything that no longer serves me, leave it in 2019 and push for 2020. But anyway, back to today's topic of self-shame. I am really interested in this topic for the simple fact that I know that I have done some of that myself. And just self-same in and of itself is stifling. It's belittling. It, it literally takes this amazing and creative divinity that is you as a person, that is me as a person, as all of us as humans, and just literally takes it and just stuffs it into a box and, and then locks it, right? So self-shame, self-blame, self-all these different things really inhibit and hinder our ability to express ourselves, to feel the way that we need to, to communicate, to create, to produce, to share, to do all these different things. And each and every single one of us are really creative, really amazing and divine beings. And yeah, you know, sometimes life comes at you fast. Sometimes you experience suffering. Sometimes you experience things that maybe you don't really want to experience, but that is a part of life, right? And um, so one thing I kind of just... Just unpacking this concept of self-shame and where it comes from, it can come from a wide range of places, right? It could be a learned behavior over time. Maybe something happened to you as a child, and maybe that is programming that's now putting you. Maybe you express yourself in a certain way and you were told not to. So now all the time, every time you feel the you, every time you feel like you may want to express yourself in that way, you begin to feel self-shame. Or maybe you have an anger issue, right? But you were told you shouldn't express that emotion or maybe your belief system or whatever it may be, your society as a whole, or, or even yourself, where it's like, I don't want to experience that feeling. I don't want to feel that feeling or I don't want to do that thing that's not going to be accepted or liked or appreciated or whatever by somebody else or by a complete different group of people or even by myself. And so you just decide that you are going to do everything in your power to not show that side of yourself um, and then even get to the point of self-shame, self-pity, and self-blame um, for even having those thoughts, having those feelings, and having that, just having those opinions, that perspective or of yourself or the world, it, whatever it could be. Self-shame is just one of those extreme limiting beliefs, and honestly, I would arguably say one of the most intense forms of emotional abuse done to the self that really stifles the development and the growth of the human and the development and growth of the spirit and our ability to understand ourselves, to understand others, and to experience ourselves, to express ourselves, and to be our authentic and whole beings. We all came here and we all have a beautiful gift to share, but self-shame really takes us and puts us in a place where we 
do not and we we may not want to express ourselves in a way that we really need to express ourselves. So we're walking around living unauthentic lives or filling ways that we think we shouldn't be feeling because shame, 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 right? For the things that we're doing or the ways that we're being or the ways that we want to be. And honestly, like it's about to be 2020, y'all. Like, I don't know about y'all, but 2019 was definitely a year and all the years prior to that were definitely years. I mean, every year is definitely a year, right? Put in quotations. But 2019 was, a, for me personally, an intense year of growth and deconditioning, unlearning to relearn, um, exploring neuroplasticity, which I've um, talked about in a previous episode, which is pretty much you're creating new pathways for things that you actually want to have in your mind. For me, I was creating new pathways in my brain and in my nervous, in my, in my, for me, I was creating new pathways in my brain and in my nervous system that supported the dreams, the goals, the feelings, the perspectives, the thoughts, the patterns that I actually wanted to experience, the feelings that I wanted to have of love, of positivity, of light, of truth, of, of authenticity. So going into the new year and for me doing my analysis of what I need to leave behind in 2019 to create room for 2020 was one key thing for me was expression and how I express myself and how I allow myself to express myself in feelings. I am a very feeling person. I feel all types of stuff and it's not just emotional, but I do uh, have a ton of feelings, right? And I experience things and sometimes they're very overwhelming. Sometimes I may have aggressive feelings, aggressive thoughts, aggressive emotions, or um, very vulnerable experiences. And I used to be in a place where I used to shame myself for having those types of thoughts, opinions, perspectives, emotions, feelings, whatever. But they would be so intense and you can't ignore that, right? And the more that you try to ignore something and you shame yourself into thinking that you're a terrible person for having that, you don't allow yourself to actually confront that feeling, that perspective, whatever it may be, and actually get to know it, analyze it, invite it to the table so that you can have a deeper conversation with it, being getting to know yourself more on a more genuine and authentic way. So I think that there's so much healing and stopping the self-shame and stopping the self-blame and looking more to self-acceptance and embracing the entire self. Now, as always, if there are things that you need to deal with and you may need assistance, outward assistance, like maybe a therapist or whoever to conquer some of these topics, I always advise therapy is amazing, everyone. Therapy is absolutely amazing. I recommend everyone to try therapy. Um, you never know what might come up when actually having a third party to talk to that may have nothing to do. Maybe they know nothing about you, but that's the point, right? You have this third party that you feel safe enough um, to express yourself and to really dig into the deep, deep shadow, dark sides of yourself and even the light sides of yourself and to really express yourself and get to know yourself in a variety of ways. So therapy is amazing. So as always, if you ever find yourself encountering certain things about yourself and you realize I actually need some assistance, I always recommend looking and searching for a therapist and going to therapy, being genuine and being ready to address and release and let go. But anyway, so back to the concept of self-shame here. Um, it's vital to accept our truths. It's vital to come in tune with our fullest selves, our darker selves, that shadow self. And I've actually created a YouTube video 
um, about encountering the shadow self and a method in which you can actually take the time to encounter your shadow self and address your shadow self um, and invite it to the table, those different shadow pieces, right? And there's really nothing to be afraid of here, but a characteristic of the shadow self could be like anger, lust, uh, lying. Um, it could be a form of expression that you have. Uh, it could be anything. It could be creativity. It could be like your creative um, spontaneity. It could be any of these things, right? So the shadow self is just a place where parts of you that you have turned a blind eye to um, and you try not to recognize, parts of you that you don't want to acknowledge, that you don't want others to see, you shove that to the background. But they always exist. And they actually exist on a subconscious level and inevitably show themselves in your life, especially if you are ignoring them. It's a pattern that will continue to repeat itself until you address it the way that it wants to be addressed. It's coming up in your life for a reason because it wants to be addressed. So self-shame is an example of stuffing away your true self into the background of your life. Self-shame is also can be a shadow trait that if you're unconscious to it, it's something that is perpetually happening all the time. And really that could just be a message that, hey, you need to learn to love yourself. And that so graciously moves us into the other part here is how do we address self-shame in self-blame. And I recently listened to a video by Matt Kahn. He's a really great guy, um, talks about a lo a various topics on like why it's important to be nice to yourself or addressing sadness or whatever it is. And he has these talks, they're about an hour, hour and a half. And he comes at them from a very practical and also spiritual point of view. And I listened to one recently upon awakening and he was talking about how important it is for us to be nice to ourselves. You think about it. When you wake up in the morning, the first voice that you have in your head is likely your own. And it says whatever it says. And the, before you close your eyes, the last voice that you're likely hearing is your own. And it says whatever it says. And the reality of it is that we need to be nice to ourselves. The way that we speak to ourselves matters. The way that we perceive ourselves matters. And the way that we treat ourselves matters from physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional all of this matters. Our cells are listening. Our various body parts are listening. Our spirit is listening. Our mind is listening. Everything is listening to how we treat ourselves and how we speak to ourselves. And it all starts with us. It all starts with us as individuals. So if you can't be nice to yourself, if you can't show yourself love and affection, if you can't make those choices because you're caught up in your limiting beliefs about yourself and shaming yourself for a variety of things, then how really can the world or even the, the, the universe of energy treat you in a way that maybe perhaps you desire to be treated? What if in our reality you want to be treated with loving kindness and affection? You want to be treated nicely by others and you want to be treated nicely by the universe. But if you're constantly self shaming yourself, pitying yourself, belittling yourself, treating yourself as if you were like the worst person in the world, there's no way that you can put out the energy, um, steady and consistent energy that is you being nice to yourself, showing love and affection to yourself and inviting that more into your life. It all starts with the thoughts. And I actually have a recent podcast episode that talks about the power of thought, the importance of thought. It really starts with us. Every single day it starts with us. And us being ourselves, the, the thoughts in our mind. And it's, it's just so important that we realize 
that like we are in control of our destiny here and we have the power to make decisions that puts us in a place to actually transcend and ascend and transform and be the alchemist that we are naturally, um, which is allowing ourselves to manifest things into our reality that are, are deeply what we want. But we can't send out conflicting messages. We can't say, oh, I want a million dollars, but then immediately start to convince ourselves that we are the worst person possible and we don't know how to do anything at all, that there's no way that I can actually achieve to have a million dollars because I'm now convincing myself that I don't have the craft, I don't have the skill, I don't have the productivity, I don't have the, the balance, I don't have the order to even make it happen. And if I continue to tell myself and, and convince myself that the way, what I just did, you know, puts me in a place to not be successful, then I'm doing myself a disservice. There is a positive to the awareness of realizing that perhaps on your journey to achieving a million dollars, maybe you're not financially Maybe you're uh, not good with money. Perhaps you have poor management with money, right? Okay, that's a certain level of awareness that is important to have because it is going to be important for you to make the necessary steps to become a better manager of your finances, especially if you want to achieve that a million dollars in your lifetime. But if you're just constantly repeating this cycle that you're terrible with money, you're terrible with money, you're terrible with money, and that's all you do. And every time you spend, you shame yourself. And so because you shamed yourself, you spend more. It's like this weird cycle. If that's something that you find yourself caught up in, you have to put the brakes on it. You have to say, wait a minute, it doesn't make any sense. The awareness of it is, is important because you now are like, okay, I'm aware of this. Now, what am I going to do about it? Am I still going to complain and shame myself or am I going to take the steps to become better at it? And that is the difference between this awareness and this constant cycle of self-shame, self-pity and belittling of the self, right? And it gets to a point sometimes where we're doing this to ourselves where we don't even think that seeking help could even help or even speaking to a friend, a colleague, uh, you know, a family member, whatever it may be, someone who could actually could give us some solid advice and hopefully maybe get us out of that mind frame of that constant um, self-emotional abuse. But anyway, so at the end of the day, you have yourself. When you wake up, you go to sleep, you have yourself. You are with yourself constantly. You're in your body you're in your mind, you're, you have your spirit, you have this energy all around you, you are with yourself 100% of the time. So why not make that an amazing place to be? Why not have that to be such an awesome place to exist in? I know that there could be a ton of reasons why we can convince ourselves that we are the worst people on this planet, but there's no point to do that. And trust me, once you get to a place where you're able willing and making the choices to heal from whatever it is that you might be struggling with. It could be anything. If you give yourself the chance to address these things and to heal them and to come to come at them from a genuine place, whether or not you're using help or you're not using help, whether or not it's your own self-healing journey or you're helping others come and help you, the reality is that it is important for you to be nice to yourself on this journey. Speak to yourself nicely. And as you continue to feed yourself with love and kindness, the universe continues to send you more love and kindness. You're beginning to vibrate with those similar frequencies. 
And you continue to allow certain pieces of yourself that just are not serving you to release from your body, to release from your physical body and your energy body, making room for new love, for new peace and new experiences that hopefully will continue to serve you. This process is definitely going to include a bit of suffering, a bit of discomfort. But the importance of getting out of that mindset that is a consistent pattern of suffering is vital. But you know what's interesting about the pattern and the cycle of self-shame and self-emotional abuse is that sometimes we like it and we get stuck in this pattern of emotional abuse. We get so used to it that our body is used to it, our energy is used to it. So when you try to break free, break free through, through that mold, right, you can get a lot of pushback energetically from the self. Because the self is like, wait a minute, what are you trying to do? Why, why would you ever try to break free of this? Where This is our safe zone. Get past that. Don't let that plunge you back towards that place. Because what you really want is between you and that boundary that you've created, that you're trying to push through. And you got to get through it. And it's up to you. It's your choice. It's your mind. It's your life. You got to make the choice to get yourself over that hump and to break down that hump altogether, actually just smash it. It might hurt. It might feel painful. It might endure a lot of suffering, a lot of crying, a lot of whatever. A lot of things might change in your life because of it. But at the end of the day, you 100% deserve to be nice to yourself. You deserve to experience love and affection coming from yourself and also coming from everything around you. Your inward perspective is everything and so is your outward perspective. And a lot of times your outward perspective is crafted by your inward perspective. Actually, 100%. It is crafted by your inward perspective and how you treat yourself how you value yourself, how you speak to yourself, the boundaries that you have for yourself, the standards, whatever it may be. This is what other people unconsciously and a lot of times unknowingly are picking up on and then giving you in return, treating you in return. So how people treat you is definitely a combination of that person's character trait, but also how you let them treat you. And if you can't treat yourself nice, if you can't look to yourself first for a little bit of love and affection and to speak nicely to yourself. You can't really expect nobody else to do that for you. You would hope that other people will be nice and show you some love and affection and that people are coming from a character trait of wanting to do that for others, spread love and light, right? But not everybody is like that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how everybody else is like. It matters about you and where you're coming from. And your perspective and your relationship with yourself is 100% the first thing that matters. So... Anyway, thank you for tuning in to this Monday night reflection, focusing on self-shame, self-blame, self-pity, self-whatever it may be, and why we got to let that go. We got to keep that in 2019. If you're still struggling with that, let's commit today to keeping self-shame in the past. I mean, I did it. It stifled my creativity and my ability to express myself in various ways throughout the past couple of years, but I'm over that. We got to go past it. And you know what's crazy is that if you ever find yourself in the future as you're trying to get over, if you're making the choice right here, right now to leave yourself shame and your self-emotional abuse in the past and you find yourself struggling in the future with it, 100% be nice to yourself. Be nice to yourself. Sow yourself love and affection during your healing journey. That is pivotal. No more self-judgment. Just self-acceptance, self-analysis, and self-growth. Well, that's all I have to say. And um, I hope you enjoyed yourself 
listening to this. And I do also hope that you keep this conversation going with whoever you think needs to hear it. Share this with them. Um, do whatever you think is positive here. Um, but I'm glad to always bring more content that is on my heart. <laughs> but anyway, I hope that you guys have a beautiful night. And as always, namaste.